0: Welcome to Social Sips and Business Tips. Where
1: we're brewing a fresh pot of greatness. Sipping on mentality, life, leadership, and business success. Let's pour us a cup and jump right in. to where you are and then where you're going and then uh the guys will throw some questions in the chat and i'll pick and choose from some of the best questions in there um and uh we'll kind of go with it from there are we good yeah. until 9 30.
0: yeah now i'm good
1: fantastic it's all you brother
0: cool so what's up guys um my name's anthony ecton uh, i run an office in tampa florida um so you want me to just go over kind of like my background yeah cool So um, I was actually born and raised here in Tampa, Um, grew up pretty normal dude, I think played a lot of sports, basketball, football, baseball, pretty much anything that I could. Uh, I played lacrosse in high school, I graduated high school in 2011. Um, And you know, when I graduated, I uh, thought about going and playing like a lacrosse at somewhere small, but ended up deciding to go to Florida State. Um, and just go to college like a normal person. So uh, I went to Florida State. I was there when we won a national championship, which was pretty sweet. Um, Got to to meet a lot of the football players, had some classes with them, so it was cool. Um, And then, you know, I graduated Florida State in December of 2014, and I graduated with a bachelor's degree in psychology. And, you know, I chose that degree because I liked people, and I thought, you know, can be interesting to learn about why people do the things they do, why they interact in certain ways. Um, so I, I got that degree and I noticed like as, you know, I got deeper into uh, the psychology degree and I don't know if anybody on here has that degree or not, but as I got deeper into it, I realized there was a lot more science that went into it, like the studying of the chemical makeup of the brain. And that's just like not something that's I'm um, super interested in. Um, so I remember like I was getting close to graduation, right? Um, and I was like, man, I don't know if I want to do this, but I'm like two months away from graduating. So I might as well graduate, right? So, um, I joined this association, my, my last semester of college it's called like Amer, the American marketing association or something like that. Right. Because I was like, I want to, I want to deal with people. And so, um, got into that a little bit. And then when I graduated, I graduated, like I said, with a degree in psychology, and I knew, like, if I was going to use that degree, I was going to have to go back to school, right? You can't really make more than $40,000 a year unless you go on, you get a master's, you get a doctorate, you do all that, right? So I graduated, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know if I want to go right back into school. Why don't I, you know, start working a little bit? I can save some money, and I can can really think about what I want to do, right? So instead of moving here to Tampa, where all my buddies were, um, while I was in college, my parents relocated to Nashville, Tennessee, right? So they live like an hour outside of Nashville in like the middle of the woods because they're weird. Um, but uh, so I was like, you know what, I'll go move in with them. And so I go move in with them and start interviewing at a bunch of places in Nashville. And I ended up starting in a lady named Hannah Hoffman's office. I know some of you guys probably know Hannah. Um, and you know, I started in her office, not because I fell in love with the business, not because I wanted to do sales, but because I really liked the dude who took me out on the second round interview. His name was Jacob. He's like six foot eight and uh, he played basketball and I played basketball. So he just shot the shit the whole time. I'm going to curse by the way. There's like no way around it. So, um, sorry about that. Um, so, you know, I really liked him and I was like, okay, you know, fuck it. I'll do this. And, uh, started working in Hannah's office and, you know, I was 21 when I started and I really looked at this business as a way for me to make enough money to go to the bars on the weekend and have a good time in Nashville. And so I did that, right? And I did that for a long time. And um, it also was a way for me to make some friends, right? I didn't, like I said, I didn't know anybody here or or not here, but in Nashville. And um, so I was like, cool, I'll meet some people. So I would say like my first year in the business, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I didn't know I wanted to do this business. I didn't know that I wanted to run an office, I had no goals. Like my only goal was like, I'm gonna help my leader get promoted, right? Which, you know, he ended up getting promoted at at one point. And so, um, yeah, I really just kind of hung out, showed up, did what I had to do, went to the bars on the weekend. And so I say that because I think a lot of people, especially, you know, people who don't have like the corporate America experience, kind of view our job that way, right? Like it's a, it's a great way to come in and have some fun, make some cash, gain some experience. And so if that's the way you view our business, I think that's totally okay because that's how I started viewing it. Um, whereas like I see, you know, one of the guys who runs an office uh, that I promoted out in Georgia, he started in the business at like 32 years old, three kids, right? And he was just like, I'm gonna run an office like from day one and I was, I, that was not me at all. And so anyways, you know, I started taking things a little bit more seriously about the year in, right. I had grown up a little bit. I was like 22, 23. Um, I was like, all right, cool. You know what? Like I'm here. I might as well do this. I might as well give it a shot. Like there's no point in me going back to school and, and going into debt when I can, you know, make the amount of money and have the amount of freedom that I want doing this business. So I might as well, you know, give it a shot so I started taking things more seriously. I got promoted to assistant manager in December of 2016. And then I opened up an office in Augusta, Georgia in April of 2017. Um, So I've been running an office. What was that, like three and a half years? God, I'm getting old. Um, I opened up, when I was open, when I opened up, I was 23. We did a lot of cool stuff my first year. You know, we did over a million dollars in revenue. We um, promoted out a girl named Megan. Megan runs an office, uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um and then you know about a year and a half, two years I don't know, it was April, no not April. September of last year. Um I promoted Drew who was the the guy who I said was a little bit older when he started. So I promoted Drew in uh April, or in uh, September and um you know, he owned a home in Augusta. He like I said he's got three kids, a wife and um you know it made sense for him to stay and i was done with augusta i mean that's a small city i don't know if anybody here's ever been but there is nothing to do sydney you're not on your head like yeah if you've only been in masters week you probably think it's the coolest place in the world but outside of that week it's terrible yeah, i would say terrible I'm but it's super
1: so. you what i'm originally from savannah so okay
0: okay yeah so you probably i mean if you drive past augusta it's two exits you miss it like, there's nothing, right? And so, me, I I mean, I'm 27 now, so I was 26 at the time, right? I was like, man, I got to get out of this city. Like, I want to do things. So, it worked out, right? Drew took over the Augusta market, and I moved my office here, um, started a new campaign called Frontier, right? Which is, are you guys all on UMA?
1: Or is what is it? that? A mix of AT&T. Okay.
0: Cool. So, it's like AT&T, right? I sell AT&T TV still, and then... Uh, frontier is is the internet home phone right fiber optics just like AT&T um, so yeah I've been here for a little while and uh, you know getting things going now post pandemic we're uh, back in action I'm at my house right now but I'm about to go into my office which I'm excited about and uh, yeah here we are that's kind of my my backstory
1: oh. Oh,
0: in the city chiefs fan I can't I can't uh, not mention that so Super Bowl champion. I even did my hair like Patrick Mahomes, right? Because it's curly.
1: I'm a Broncos fan, so you That's guys have always, name. yeah, man. Megan's <laughs> a
0: Broncos fan, so I give her a lot of shit.
1: <laughs> Patty Mahomey though is he's a solid player, good dude. I like what he's doing for the league, yeah. and uh, obviously going to be one of the greats. He keeps yeah. doing what he's doing, so it's
0: been it's been fantastic after having to deal with uh, Tyler Palco for the past 15 years I'm ready for somebody good.
1: Yeah, it's uh, definitely made games for us a lot harder to watch but oh, yeah. um <laughs> uh Anthony what were you like as a kid growing up?
0: What was I this is interesting. Michelle, you said that this was going to be a little bit different than a normal conference call. What was I like as a kid? It depends well, how old
1: Let's I uh, mean let's say early middle school.
0: Oh, I was a shithead. I was a shithead as a kid. What do you mean? Isn't every middle schooler a shithead? I remember I got a detention once because I called my teacher mean. Um, I don't know. I was. Uh, I've always been loud. I'm probably. I'm pretty loud. Um, outgoing, happy. I'm generally happy. Let's say that those things. And then I played a lot of sports, right? So uh, I'm super competitive. I take every sport seriously. Like last night, I played pickup basketball, and I just when I lose, I hate it. So.
1: It's so funny. I was just talking to my guys about this this morning. Um, There's a switch that I have. So if we're playing any sport or game that switches on, it's competition mode. So if I make anybody upset too bad, as soon as that switches off, I can be a nice guy again, you know. Um, (laughs) What was it like, uh, you know, when your parents first found out what you were doing? Um, obviously there's always that conversation that's had. What what were some of the things that, you know, they were concerned with and now how do they feel?
0: Um, You know, I think I remember my dad saying like, why did you go to college to go knock on doors? Right. Um, And so I think everybody has that conversation, but I also think like I noticed that my parents reaction always mirrored what I told them. Right. And so it, in any job, whether it's this, and you got everybody on this call, I'm sure has had some sort of other job. There's positives and negatives to it, right? So, so I lived at home for like my first year in the business. And when I would have good days, I'd come home and I'd be like, mom, I did so well. You know, I did like three sales today and she'd be super supportive. But then if I had like a bad week and I'm just like, man, you know, I had barely made anything this week, got a bad week. And she's like, well, why are you, that's why you don't do a commission-based job, right? So it, it always was how I interacted with them, was how their reaction was. But also, like, and that was early, right? That was early on. I think, like, as I got more into it and I was doing it for a little while, like, like my parents were supportive in the sense of, like, what do you need to do to take the next step? And they would, they would help me in that way, right? They were never... And, and I know some parents are this way. Like I've had people in my office whose parents are just like, there's no way. Like no matter what, they're super against what you do. And that's tough to deal with. But I think like early on, my parents were a little like, oh, I don't know. As I like was in the business for a while and they met Hannah and you know, they they were around or I was around a little bit more. They they noticed how much fun I was having and they were more supportive. And now obviously they're um they're super proud and happy, you know. I buy them
1: shit, so they like that. What's the last thing you bought your parents?
0: Um, I got them like a vacation in on the beach not long ago. And then my parents kayaked a lot. So I got my um, my mom this like $1,200, like super nice kayak. And I got it shipped to her, right? And I, I don't live there anymore, obviously. So I got it shipped to her. So I've made my dad FaceTime me for when she walked in the door and she started like crying. It was pretty cool.
1: That's Awesome. Um. everybody faces different challenges when they get started uh, a lot of it has to do with like learning about oneself in my opinion but um, there's also some other things that can happen outside of you know what what we do for a living and, it, and kind of learning to overcome some of that stuff is huge uh, do you have any tips on overcoming challenges you face early on with a new skill that you're developing or new career yeah, path you've
0: taken? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, if it's something like in the business you're, you're struggling with, I think find somebody who's really good at it and have them mentor you for a while, right? So like for me, I was good at the field, right? But early on, I struggled with fear of loss. And I think every new person struggles with fear of loss, right? You, uh, Somebody says, oh, can you come back? And you're like, yeah, I'll be here tomorrow. No problem, right? And so um, there's this guy in Hannah's office named Dan, it was just like total opposite of me, right? Very like straight face to the point, serious dude. But he was really good at fear of loss. So I just like picked his brain about fear of loss and got really good at it. But I think like, you know, later on struggling with with certain aspects of the business or whatever, like what always helped me was like reminding myself what my long-term goals were because it like motivated me to get better at things, right? To so like, I have like a vision board, like I keep my goals written down. So I'm always seeing them, but like earlier on, you know, if there's something I'm struggling with and like, I feel like it's a roadblock, like I, I just refocus on my goals and take my focus away from like what's going wrong and put my focus you know, on things I'm doing well and things that I, that I want to accomplish. And usually I, that motivates me enough to find a way through the roadblock, whatever it is.
1: Which is interesting, too. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move into. So obviously, the first focus is like mastering sales and figuring out how to do that the, the best that we can. Um, but then you, you gain this responsibility of, OK, now I have the opportunity to teach people and train people and, and build a team and, and, you know, give them the same opportunity that I have. Um, do you have any advice for a new team builder? I know you when you went to Rising Star, one of the big things that you talked about was the relationships you built with your guys. Yeah. Maybe, maybe kind of curtail it towards that, but.
0: Yeah, I would say, you know, first getting into like team building, so training and interviewing at first I was terrible at it. Like I didn't promote a leader for the first six months I was in the business. So it's definitely a learned skill. Right. But yeah, I think like one thing that I got really good at to your point, Nicholas, is that I got really good at like having genuine relationships with each individual person. Right. And so my relationship with, you know, let's say Megan is much different than my relationship with Drew, right? Because they're different people, they're different individuals. So I've got to tailor, not who I am, but like I I want to do the things that those people want to do, right? Where with Drew, maybe I'll go hang out with his kids and his wife. Like I remember going to brunch when he was a leader, he brought his wife, he brought all of his kids and, you know, I went with them and had a good time Whereas with Megan, you know, we can probably just drink a few beers and watch football, right? So each person's a little different. So I think you got to build genuine relationships with your, with your people, like from, and start doing it from the beginning, do the things they like to do, right? You get your first new start on your team, like make sure you're shooting the shit with them, go hang out with them outside of work, right? That little, little bit can go a really long way. Um, But I mean, I have tons of advice for that, right? I, I could talk about team building forever, right? Like, Make sure you're saying the same thing at every door. Like there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it. But I think like, you know, when people know that you care about them, then they'll care what you know, right? So like if, if Nicholas knows how much I care about him, how invested I am in his future and him doing well, then on the flip side, he's going to be a lot more um, receptive to what I have to say, how I'm going to teach him. But if Nicholas, you know, thinks I don't give a shit about him then he's not going to listen to me, you know?
1: Absolutely. Um, what's been your motivation through your career? Um, how has it developed and progressed? you know, I think there's, there's motivation, inspiration. Do you have a, a definition of both of those for yourself?
0: Yeah. So motivating, what motivates me to me, what motivates you is like can change, right. Inspiration is just kind of like what I, what, what I'm inspired to do for life. What motivates me is fear which I know is a little weird, but I'm terrified of living like a normal bullshit life. Like I have this, like this thought in my head, like well, we're gonna die one day, which I know is a terrible thought, but we're all gonna die. And um, I just don't wanna die and like have all these regrets of things I wasn't able to do, you know? Like I don't wanna die and be like, man, I could have lived in, like an amazing life and I just lived the same life everyone else lives. And so to me, like, I've always realized, like, if you do what everyone else does, you're going to live the same life everyone else lives. But if you do something extra, like, if you do something that most people won't do, like, you'll get to live a different type of lifestyle. And so to me, like, I was just always willing to do something other people weren't willing to do to live the lifestyle I wanted to live. So what motivates me every day is fear, right? Like, I I don't want the cookie cutter bullshit house, like, I don't want the Honda Civic for the rest of my life, right? Like, I want I to want cool shit i want to live an awesome life i want to travel i want to you know be able to provide whatever for whatever my family wants and so um that's what motivates me i think what inspires me specific specifically about the business is like being able to pass that on right like uh i'm a high eye, by the way whoever just asked <laughs> um, i think uh what motivates me is like getting to watch Megan do that type of stuff, getting to watch Drew spend all this time with his family and have thousands of dollars in his bank account and go to trip on trips to Vail and take his kids and his wife places while his wife doesn't work. And he's the breadwinner winner for the, you know, that motivates me to be able to, to pass that on. Like I've always said, I want significance over success. Um, so uh, success is crossing the finish line and significance is bringing people with you across the finish line. And so to me, like, uh, that's what inspires me is like being able to pass that on to my guys.
1: I'm sure you guys have talked about like big org plans and weekends and all that stuff. I was just, it's funny you mentioned Vale. I was just talking to my guys about taking my first org trip to Vale, Colorado, because I'm from Denver. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's just a beautiful part of the country. And I want my guys to be able to experience it with me. But also like the second org weekend, You know, this is going to have to go big or go home, but we want to get a yacht and cruise the Mediterranean for a week. week How how cool would it be, you know? Um, And and all that stuff is not impossible. We just have to figure out ways to achieve that together. And it's cool that I don't have to do it by myself, but what's your first uh, big org weekend that you've got planned after this?
0: Yeah. So I think once we get to like six total owners and and assistant managers, um, I think we're going to do like a cruise Right. So similar to your yacht thing, do like a, like a five, six day cruise, just go to, you know, Mexico, Jamaica, something like that. And then, you know, I haven't thought about the second one, the bigger one. So I'll have to put some thought into that. Now, now you, now you bring up the yacht now, now I'm
1: thinking. Getting, it, getting you know, the gears going. Oh yeah, that was, that was like, <laughs> um, PJ, I love your freaking question. I'm asking this, uh, Anthony, if you could be haunted buy and speak with any one person of your choosing on Halloween this month who would you choose and why
0: Haunted has such a negative connotation I know I'm right like Scared by this person
1: No let's say just for, for example sake let's say you can ask any person in history questions and just get to know them
0: mm, Okay probably uh, That's tough probably Genghis Khan Genghis Khan. That dude was a badass. Genghis Khan, like Plato, a philosopher. Or something. <laughs> so Rather hold on, Somebody who just like wrecked shit.
1: I, I think I would like, be. What
0: their mind was like.
1: Yeah. I think I'd be less afraid of being haunted than I would be of meeting Genghis Khan. But. Yeah. <laughs> That's he, cool.
0: was, he was a scary dude, but he, he accomplished some shit.
1: Agreed. 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 Just like.
0: Just like yeah, you know, had a, had a, had a conquest in history. It just took yeah, take,
1: over. take over the entire planet. It takes a special
0: type of person to do something like that.
1: <laughs> um, do you have uh, any specific things that you do in the morning to get your mentality right for the day?
0: Yeah. So I mentioned it earlier. So I, I keep my goals written down on my bathroom mirror, right? Because to me, like there are going to be days I wake up and I, feel great. Like I felt great today. Right. I played basketball for like three hours last night. So I went to bed early because I'm old. Uh, w- went to bed, woke up like super refreshed. Cause I got so much sleep. Like I feel great today, but there are also days where maybe I stay a little late at team night and have a couple of beers. Right. And I'm not like feeling it a hundred percent. But to me, like the second I look at my goals and what I want to accomplish I, I'm in, right? Like, okay, I know what I need to do today to make this happen. And so I don't have those down days because I know what I'm working for every single day. So to me, that's what helps me. I know some people have like a mantra and a routine, but for me, it's just like, I've got to see my goals every day because it, it reminds me of what I'm working for, what I'm pushing towards.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest advice I've ever had on morning routine is just keep it simple you do too much in the morning it's going to overstimulate your brain you're going to be exhausted the rest of the day so I, I like the, the simplicity of that um, there are several people that have given kind of different answers to like focus that you would have if you were starting today if you could go back in your career and tell yourself like this is how you need to do this Anthony um, what would you tell yourself and why
0: um that's a good question I feel like there's so many things I'd want to tell myself cause I did so much wrong. Um, if I had to go back, what would my focus be? I think my focus would be to don't like, like I felt like I waited a long time and instead I should have focused on getting, be- finding ways to get better every day. Right? Like if you improve like a very, very small amount every single day, then you're going to be so fucking good in three months, six months. Like, the second I started doing that, like, I got really intentional about, like, getting better. And I got promoted in, like, two months after I made that decision. So I think, like, focus on finding one way to improve every day, right? And maybe it was the same thing as yesterday. Maybe you didn't get, get to where you wanted to be, right? Maybe you spent an entire week improving on fear of loss. But just find something to improve on every single day. And eventually, you get so great at everything that, like, there's no choice but to be promoted. But for a long time, I didn't do that. Like, I just had fun and shot the shit didn't really focus on -on one-on-ones didn't focus on pc getting better and so i just stayed where i was for a long time because i stopped getting better and if you don't get better why are you going to get it why are you going to improve where where are you going to get promoted to so when i started refocused and was like okay this is what i need to improve on this is how i'm going to do it i got promoted like like that i went from having like three people on my team to 25 people on my team in a month and a half, two months. Like it was instant. And so if you just get better, figure out what the hole is and get better, then uh, eventually you'll find yourself where you wanna be.
1: All right, last question, is 9.30. I know some of these guys gotta wrap it up, get out to the field, but uh, do you have a favorite quote?
0: Yeah, you know what, it's funny. So uh, I remember I got the week I got promoted, I um, won leader of the week, right? And you know, do you guys do leader of the week? So you got to give the afternoon meeting. I had no idea what to talk about, right? So I texted my mom. I'm like, mom, I got to give a meeting, like help me. And she gave me a quote and she's like, just say this. I said, okay. And uh, the quote is, what you do today is important because you're trading a day of your life for it. And I remember that, like, I still remember talking about that quote. And like I said, my motivating factor is fear, right? And I'm like, Afraid, like I want to live an awesome life. So, like, what am I doing today to get there? And so, to me, that's my favorite quote. I re- I think of it all the time. Like, what what I do today is important because I'm trading an entire day of my life for it.
1: Ah, that's the first time I've heard that quote. I absolutely love it. Very yeah. deep and very applicable to almost everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate. it. I know these guys are pulling a lot from all the managers we're interviewing, but uh, you know, it's always nice to have individuals we can connect to personally so yeah uh, that's what i love about our business is there's so many great minds that uh you know we bring together and all these guys can reach out to everybody are we are we cool to pass your information along yeah. for one-on-ones and whatnot
0: one-on? for
1: sure yeah no problem fantastic well thank you so much have a great rest of your day and guys go kick some ass out there in the field and uh, inch closer to your goals see you guys Thanks. Thank you,